0: At 27, I have imagined my life very different from the one I have now. At 27, I thought I'll know what to do with my life. I was mistaken. At 27, I'm still a wanderer. Age is so heavy for me. At a time when everybody I know had drawn their pathway. At a time when my besties are expecting babies and starting careers at the time where I should know what to do, I still don't. To escape the big questions of my life I keep throwing myself in new adventures. Sometimes I'm so fatigued, drained, depressed that I can no longer hope. Other times I just sip my first coffee of the day and I dream my world's dreams. As the romantic in me keeps doing so, keeps believing in better tomorrows. At 27, when you still wonder, age is so heavy. But does it mean that I've learned everything? Ce podcast is pour accompagner celles qui font la vaisselle. Hi, my name is Mina. And on Tauré ala episode today, I am sharing with you guys my experience in your talks the second edition so don't mind my existential age crisis that I've started the episode with I am getting a new audience for Tauri al-Rasif and I'm so happy um, that I'm getting new people listening to me and one of my new listeners like told me that he doesn't get the concept of Tauri al-Rasif so I told myself okay let's do an episode where I'm going to explain the concept of Tauri al-Rasif and I'm going to do this by telling a story. Well I have been a journalist for the last two months. Many people think I, I think that many people think as I used to think that in our little communities we lack passion maybe we lack art. Our stories are not worthy to be told. People, We lack people who can inspire, who can talk, who can create. And um, obviously, if you watch TV, we should all believe in our inferiority each time we watch a TV show and how the media portrays our stories. It really makes us believe that we really like everything to thrive. Since the people that are representing us on TV Are portraying us as ignorant, as sexist, as racist, as empty and we are mistaken. What we lack in our communities is the channel, the platform, the place for expression and the place for sharing passion. When I was a journalist I did my best to meet Those people, scenarists, movie makers, singers, writers, international experts, university club leaders, change makers. And you know what they've told me? That the media doesn't care to share their stories. And many of them are struggling to tell their stories, to share their passion. And they're not getting the light. They are shadowed. And I think it was decided for us to believe that what reflects us and what reflects our stories are TV shows where women are denigrated, for instance, and where serious problems are ignored and bright people aren't invited. So as a newborn journalist, in my uh, adventure as a journalist, I sat there with those people from my city, sinners, like I said, and social activists and passionate students and local artists and I listened to them telling me about the processes of creating their art or pursuing their passion and you know what happens when you give people the access to such conversations they get the inspiration the epiphanies the keys to their answers and the keys to their questions obviously I do believe that what, when culture is accessible, when culture is ala al revolution will be embraced by all. And I do believe in Arabic and Mahidi saying, Even though if it it's not a military revolution, but isn't the most beautiful of all revolutions the cultural one? I love writing. I don't know what to do with my 27 years old life but I know that even if I am not finding answers I'll keep writing. And what inspires me the most to keep doing so is the access to other writers journeys. I am obsessed with the talks, the conferences, the interviews where my favorite writers talk about the process of writing. I know for instance that Elif Shafak listens to heavy metal music when she writes. I know that Zadie Smith was a tap dancer, and Hisham Matar is fond of museums. He can contemplate the same paint in every single day for more than 20 minutes. That Sirius Fed is fond of neuroscience and psychoanalysis. That Shimamanda Nguzi Edichi was a medical student, and then she quit medicine. I know that she will still write, even if nobody will read for her. I know that Isabella Yendi starts a book every January the 8th. Because on January the 8th, 1981, wrote a letter to her dying grandfather that later turned into her first novel, The House of the Spirits. Those aren't just details. Those are the spices of the process that keep, you know, pushing me to write. know all of these stories, but I don't know, what the local writers of my city use in their process and it saddened me this isn't to say that we don't have local writers and this isn't to say that our local writers aren't that amazing to use you know their spices, unique spices in the process of creating their art creating their books or painting their paintings no there are local artists, but they don't get the light, the place where to share their journey. I don't know how, for instance, Abd Harat made his movie Jamila fi zaman al-Harak. And I'm asking always this question. So every year we have this. Um, national prize for artists the Ali Ma'ashi Prizes and I'm I'm wondering where are the Ali Ma'ashi winners every year going? How they just, you know, disappear? Why can't they show up and share their stories and inspire us to thrive in what we're doing? I believe in the local artists and I believe that in every city there there are not just a group but like hundreds and hundreds of artists that they're not getting the light to share the process of creating their art there are spicy recipes of creating art I do believe that those people exist out there but they are not getting any light and I think that in our little cities we thought that we are lonely We're mistaken. We don't have the bonds. We're invisible to each other. So how can we influence each other if we're not seeing each other? Sharing the process of what we love, of what we're doing, will make us visible. Will make us start collaborations. Will make us influence each other. Will make us create a movement. And then will make a change. You can't change a community by telling foreign stories. A change will be promised when you start by saying I. So, in my podcast, I'm looking to invite all the people who will share their passion and their journey. My very short journey as a journalist made me aware of the power of stories. Many people are being shadowed. So, Last week I was in a room, I was the eldest in that room, in a program called Youth Talks. It is a six-day training program that will equip 60 young people from all over Algeria with the tools and knowledge to create their own stories and become emerging voices on subjects that are relevant to gender inequality and youth empowerment, divided into three editions so guys i've been like in the second edition there will be a third one be ready to apply for it it is worth it each edition of this program will invite from 20 wilayas um, 20 i think young people between the age of 18 and 30 years old it is organized by algerian black pearl the shell school tbd algeria tomorrow for better day algeria and founded by the u.s embassy I've never been, I've never been the eldest in any classroom. Like in the newspaper where I used to work as an intern, I was called the so cute. Cause I am the youngest, so when I do a mistake, nobody blames me for it. When I write a good piece, everybody is clapping, it turns to be like the master, the masterpiece of the newspaper. In that classroom I felt my age heavy, I wanted to go home, I felt I felt that I've taken somebody else's spot, which is, was was nonsense, since like I've applied, like everybody did, and the organizers know that I am 27, and like the form is for people between 18 and 30. So, but still, I felt, I felt shameful for my age. I thought the first days that I won't learn anything from the young people, so arrogant for me, of me. Besides being like shameful of my age. At 27 I thought I know the answers. Not still figuring my way out but... I can say that experience humbled me. Made me aware that I am so ignorant. But what I can learn from young people is enormous. A huge. I had to meet amazing people, social activists, future podcasters. They've shared with me stories of struggles, child abuse, determination, resilience, cultural diversity, brightful careers, leadership, strength, inspiration. When I discovered, you know, the famous TED talks, I was like 20 years old. I was so surprised, wow, puzzled, of what can. A talk do when someone shares their journey was like oh what can like the first world countries do they share a story and the whole world is clapping the whole world is like amazed yes yeah, because I was thinking oh my god their stories are worth telling worth telling yeah at 27 when I have the opportunity to listen to the talks of the Algerian youth I realized that nothing likes our stories they're so strong, full of determination, of resilience, and they deserve the 10 millions of views. We've been shadowing ourselves for too long, thinking that what we need, what needs to be told in this world are trendy stories of the first world countries. Our stories, our talks, are as interesting as any story. What lacks is the audacity, the courage to put it out there. And to listen we like the platform but also we like to listen so during six days of this training program I sat there and I've listened I listened to Anfal founder of the Algerian Reads page share with me her views on feminism the feminist in me met the feminist in her and Fell didn't underestimate my contribution for the cause. Because I keep my veil. She understood why I keep it. She shared with me her favourite feminist writer who inspired her, and I have I have like oh my god, I have seen her dissertation. It was about the violence against women during the Covid quarantine and during La Disney Noire. It was the feminist and about like the feminist movement in Algeria, the feminist literature, and about the family code and was so for me like her dissertation for me as a feminist is like like a book like the sacred book a holy book is planning to start a podcast with another participant his jabber their podcast will be um, the name is so so lovely it's patriarch not patriarchy it's patriarchat so yeah let's end patriarchy And um, let me tell you about Jabber. Jabber is a man who is very aware of toxic masculinity and wanna raise awareness against it. Had conversation with him. He inspired me to write. He shared with me a very personal story and he inspired me to write, to understand, to hug what I couldn't understand before. It all happened when I listened. I also listened to um, a law student and he shared with us a story of justice it made me aware of how how justice the word justice is very tricky his story inspired me to write to understand to challenge what what i thought it was all established in my mind it all happened when i listened Dimana is a source of determination, a queen of inspiration. She's the host of the Dimension podcast that she will be co hosting its second season with Arwa, an English content creator. Both they shared with us stories of resilience. At 27, I found that I let go very quickly of my dreams. And when Dimana shared her story of how she became a medical student and how it was really difficult for her, I asked myself, where and when and how did I lose my determination? And when Arwa shared her struggle with, uh, with us, like she's dealing with a rare syndrome, I asked myself, what are my excuses? So I listened to their stories. I listened to Mumu and, like, we call him Muhammad, Muhammad or Mumu, and Radia telling us about. Their careers being petroleum engineers working in Werglan, what are the obstacles, what are the challenges, and I also listen to story about sexual abuse, about um, oh my god, so personal stories. But I can tell you that I have listened to. I listened, I learned, it humbled me. What is being the eldest in the room if I don't listen? Nothing. And you can't create a podcast if you don't listen. You can't help your own community if you impose your stories on them. It's all about listening to your community. It's all about sharing the local stories to be able to move together. I can say at the end of this experience that the youth edition, the youth talk edition, second edition made me aware that if I want to do a podcast, I have to listen. You cannot change your community if you don't listen to the local stories. And Basma wrote me, one of the participants wrote me on our appreciation copybook. She told me, Listen to young people. Listen to what they are interested in. To what, uh, what are their struggles and obstacles. She's 19, I'm 27. So yeah, I have to listen. And it humbles me, it really humbles me to understand that if you want to do a podcast, you've got to listen. It's, you know, it's a basic lesson. But I needed, I needed to be in that program. To understand that, to believe in the power of listening, and I'm so grateful that I did so. So, I'm really appreciating the work that the black, per- the Algerian black pearl is doing. Uh, like huge thanks to um, to Farah for her work uh, in TBD for the basket game. Yeah, uh, yes, there is this basket game. Uh, that she did with us in uh, the program. And it was a very enlightening experience for me. And I have also to say, to thank Sabrine. Oh my God, Sabrina she's a leader. She has one of the um, leader's rare traits. She really observes each one of us, and she ev- evaluates us. If one of us is getting any trouble, she you know she comes and she helps and she asks if there is some trouble we're facing and i think this is really important for a leader to 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 have as a trait and um, she was kind lovely and she, she 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 i don't know what to say about her because i am really fond of sabrine and i've discovered that she's a bookworm after like i came home and i can't like what to say what to say when you discover that that lovely l- lady is also a bookworm I'm in love and I've also to thank Wahib for his guidance for his leadership for his wise leadership, leadership and one of the lessons that he shared with us and will stay um, with me is in the last day when he shared this with us, that when we empower women, we empower men. And I think it is a golden lesson for me as a feminist to go back in my community and to try to tell people who think and who always, you know, face us with this argument. Think, okay, you're using feminists, so we're going to use manism, which is nonsense. Feminism is both for women and men and given and it's about equality it isn't about domination so yeah when you empower women you empower men and the journey isn't ended i cannot say that i have that my age is you know no longer heavy i cannot say this because i do believe that the journey is continuing and i might find answers very soon and expect in the next episode a guest so yeah i have a guest guys so stay tuned